Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lit with Prayer podcast. I'm your host, Dane Camella. Thank you for tuning in yet again to another Bible Stories podcast where we share Bible stories, personal development tips, and prayers to start your week off strong. If you haven't yet subscribed, please go ahead and do so on Spotify or iTunes. If you want to leave us a review on iTunes, that helps us reach more people with the Word of God each and every week. And if you want to support Lit with Prayer, consider going to litwithprayer.com. That's L-I-T-W-I-T-H, prayer.com. Let's jump into this week's story, the story of Meshibapheth, 2 Samuel, verse 9. The Old Testament gives us a historical account of God's chosen people, the Jews, starting from the creation with the first Adam and ending before the birth of Jesus Christ, the second Adam. God's grace and mercy illustrated throughout the Old Testament in the many record recorded stories. Last week, we highlighted the story of David and King Saul. There were many accounts of King Saul going after David to kill him. Although there were two recorded stories where David could have killed King Saul, he never took advantage of those opportunities and allowed God to work in his timing. David became king after King Saul, and his sons were killed in battle against their enemy, the Philistines. David's best friend was Jonathan, Saul's son, who was also killed that day. When the news of Saul and Jonathan's death was known, Jonathan's son named Mephibosheth, who was five years old at the time, was taken by his nurse to a safe location. Unfortunately, as the nurse was running with Meshibapheth, the boy fell and became lame in his legs. They stayed in hiding because they feared that David would kill Meshibapheth if he found out that he was alive. Traditionally, a new king would kill the family of the old king so no one would try to get the throne back. King David did not follow these traditions, but some who served King David took it upon themselves to seek out family members and kill them. When David found out, he had those men executed. As the new king, David inherited all of King Saul's possessions and lands because there was none, no one left alive from the house of Saul that David knew. Years later, David asked his staff if there was anyone alive from the house of Saul so that he could sow kindness to for Jonathan's sake. There was a servant named Ziba from the house of Saul that spoke up and, and told David about Meshibapheth. David had him brought to the palace. When Mephibosheth was in David's presence, David told him not to be afraid and told him that he would restore all of his grandfather Saul's possessions and land. Mephibosheth, who was still lame in his legs, fell forward, bowing on the ground and said, What is your servant that you look upon such a dead dog as I? David instructed Ziba to take his sons and servants and farm the land for Mephibosheth and take care of everything for him. David's other request from Mephibosheth Meshibapheth's dying at was to dine at his table every night like a king's son. So from then on, Meshibapheth went from poverty and hiding to a rich inheritance of the land, possessions, servants, and a place of honor at the king's table. Meshibapheth didn't earn these blessings and had nothing to offer. Even when he heard David speak, he considered himself like a dead dog. He was given back these blessings because David had a close relationship with his father, and he had promised him at one time that he would take care of his family if anything should happen to him. The story is so important because it is recorded in the second book of Samuel for our sakes. David was a man after God's own heart. He loved God and did his best to do the right thing. Because of his relationship with Jonathan, he had respect for King Saul, did not avenge himself even though, even though Saul was trying to kill him. King David showed grace and mercy to Meshibapheth, who could not do anything for him, did not earn it, had no power or riches. Grace and his mercy was extended because of Jonathan, his father. How much more should we embrace God's grace and mercy towards us because of our relationship with Jesus? We cannot earn God's goodness because it's 
a free gift if we receive it. Understanding how much God loves us will help us trust and receive his goodness and grace. Personal development tip of the week, how to avoid the comparison trap. One thing that will rob your joy almost faster than anything else is comparing your life to someone else's. So how do you avoid falling into this trap as you're building your life? One thing I like to remember for myself that helps me stay focused on my journey is that I'm not competing with anyone but myself. I'm not here to compare my relationship with God to someone else's, nor what I choose to do with my career. God made you in his image with specific gifts, talents, and a calling on your life for something great. So why look outside of yourself to others who might have something that you don't have yet? Just because you don't have the thing that someone else might have right now in their life doesn't mean you're never going to attain it. And maybe it's something that you would be better without. To compare your life to someone else's is an unfair perspective since you don't know everything about that person's life in the first place. Do you think God would want you to rob yourself of the one life you get while you're here? There's nothing wrong to follow other people in their journey, but do it because it inspires you to reach for more and not to judge, condemn, or complain. I like to think of my life as a single-player game that I'm playing with one guide, God, who helps me along my unique journey. And as I discover new things and grow, I have more to give into other people's lives I meet along the way. One question for you, if you're listening to this on the Apple or just listening to the podcast audio format and you want to contribute to the community, we do have a weekly newsletter where you can read this and contribute your comments because I ask a question almost every single week. And the question on this idea of comparison is what is one thing you do to keep yourself from comparing your life to others so you don't rob yourself of your own life? Let me know in the comments and I look forward to reading all your comments. Prayer for the week. Father God, thank you for this new day and what you have in store for me this week. Bless me this week to maximize my potential, step into my purpose, and work on my character so that I can be a strong leader in the lives of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's podcast. Share it with a friend if you enjoyed it. And make sure you subscribe so you can help us continue to spread the word of God through the Bible stories and personal t- development tips we get to do every single week. And if you want to support us further, go to litwithprayer.com. You can support our efforts in launching our foundation this year or just pick up any of our Christian-related resources from our devotionals, our prayer books, to our jewelry. Again, your support means the world and it helps us continue to do what we do at a bigger level every single day and every single week. Let's have a great week ahead. God bless you. God loves you so much. And I'll see you in the next podcast to come. Take care.